Hello and welcome to the Lights Out F1 podcast. Hello and welcome to the French Grand Prix race review. My main points for the weekend this week are, firstly, an update on the title challenge and fight between Max Verstappen and Red Bull and Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes, all of the drama that's been happening behind the scenes and all of the talk about Red Bull's rear wing in particular and also their fight on track this weekend. And also, a word on George Russell and qualifying in general as a result of his seventh appearance in Q3 this season. With every single Grand Prix, he has made it into Q3, which is just a staggering uh, statistic, given he drives for Williams. And that car is nowhere near as competitive as the likes of Alpine and AlphaTauri and cars like that. Firstly, the title fight. Max Verstappen and Red Bull have had a lot of controversy, and also Ferrari, um, about their rear wing. Now, these have been nicknamed flexi wings, in particular by um, Mercedes. And flexi wings, effectively are when all of the airflow is coming over the cars and towards the rear wing, what the rear wing is doing in corners is becoming more upright and therefore providing more downforce and more grip for the cars to go faster through the corners. And then when there's more airflow on the straights, because of the the force of the air, they are um, bending. And the cars, the rear wings of the cars, the regulations say that the angle of your rear wing cannot change significantly during the race or any other session. Now, what does significantly mean? Well, given these questions have been raised by Mercedes and they're at the forefront of the Red Bull performance versus Mercedes, and they've been labelled to have up to six-tenths of um, of an advantage on a straight or around a lap, I think that's slightly exaggerated, to get the FIA to 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 take more um, heavy precautions against flexi wings, um, however, they definitely do have an advantage. Um, now I was reading up on it, and significantly, what the what the FIA are trying to do is um, since Azerbaijan, they're having they're having more testing surrounding the wings, both front wing and rear wing, because there has been changes and um, comments about uh, front wings, uh, but mostly towards the rear. So, it's really interesting because given all of the politics and the drama that's happening on track, people like Christian Horner, big personalities that try to stoke up flames, and Toto Wolff can go go along with this, it just adds to the flames and the, the fire around... Um, such an exciting championship rivalry, which we really haven't had for a few years now. So since the Azerbaijan Grand Prix, the FIA are bringing in more checks surrounding the rear wings, and both wings, in fact. So what they do is they add small circular dots that are very visible, for, say neon green on the Ferraris was. And what they do is they they have that as a starting point 
for where in in a stationary position the um the dots are and then they bring the car out on track they drive it and then they measure how much the green dots change change oh, change uh in order to calculate um how much the rear wings are moving under downforce and through the straights and order in order to measure whether uh, that improvement to the rear wings is significant and therefore should be banned. Now onto the on-track fighting between Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton. Obviously, Max Verstappen was on pole with uh, an advantage of around about um, three tenths. Two and uh, yeah, round about three tenths over Lewis Hamilton, and. That was an incredible result because not just Verstappen being on pole for the first time in um, three races or so, but Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes have been utterly dominant at the French Grand Prix for years now. It's been their stomping ground. It's been the track that they want to go to if they are struggling with results. They can always pull almost a one-two out of the bag. But if Verstappen is on pole at their stomping ground, it really shows you, and Christian Horner said themselves, if they can beat Mercedes in France, then they can beat them anywhere. And that is big talk from uh, from the team principal. But it's true. And uh, coming into the race, Verstappen and Red Bull were very confident. The start incredibly dramatic with Verstappen going deep into the into the first uh, corner and not making the second corner so Lewis Hamilton inheriting the lead but the power of the undercut was underestimated by Mercedes and I've touched on this before particularly in the Spanish um, uh, race review I did um, which is that Mercedes strategy has been actually quite unpredictable at Spain, it was pretty good. They spotted um, that the 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 um, the two stop strategy would be very useful and would uh, would give them more um, performance, and they'd be able to hunt down the Stappen and Red Bull by the end of the race. But they almost got reversed at their. I mean, uh, it's not their home ground, but it might as well be given how how dominant they've been. So. Verstappen and Red Bull almost doing the opposite to what um, uh, Hamilton and Mercedes did in Spain. And by reversing that, Verstappen has gained a pretty significant advantage in the Drivers' Championship. And with Perez backing him up in solid fourth place, admittedly, it's not... um, Sorry, a solid third place being his second podium for the team, his first being his victory last race. So Perez is really starting to outperform Bottas as that second driver, which could decide the um, the team championship easily, with Hamilton and Verstappen being fairly close. Now, my second point concerns A, George Russell, and B, Ferrari. Now, we're not connecting them, um, but we are connecting George Russell with Mercedes. The only driver market debate that's been going on is whether George Russell will replace um, Valtteri Bottas in the second Mercedes seat. It's been going on for the whole season and last season altogether. Now, for me, 
it's a foregone conclusion now. Russell has made every single Q2 appearance this season for Williams. Now, their car at best is an eighth um, in terms of all of the teams. Alfa Romeo, it can sometimes outperform, particularly in qualifying. Um, but George Russell, he said it himself, he consistently out-qualifies the, out, the, the outright performance of the car, which means that come Sunday, even if he can somehow manage a Q3 appearance in one of the upcoming races, then the race pace, the underlying race pace just isn't there. So unless something happens with the midfield, then he's going to struggle to score points. But I think he will score points at some point in the season. And also, um, I think I think he'll get uh, the Mercedes seat. By the way, I have got a driver predictions for 2022 coming out in um, in the summer break. So watch out for that. Um, so uh, now Ferrari on the back of a pretty good start to the season, given how abysmal their twenty twenty season was, and um, Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz have worked really well as a pairing. They're one of the closest in terms of individual point scorers for um, for one team, so they're working really well together. Um, but what's interesting is. At this circuit, they had an atrocious time. Um, Carlos Sainz finishing P11, just outside of the points, being pipped by Lance Stroll in the dying laps. And Charles Leclerc going for a two-stop race, but got stuck behind um, uh, Lewis Hamilton and uh, Max Verstappen when they were coming through, and obviously he couldn't overtake them, and he had dirty air so he can catch up. But one of the, the the problem that they had was their tires. Now, because the French Grand Prix is such a um, a left front limited tire, uh, sorry track, um, it's really difficult for Ferrari because they really struggle with their tire wear. Now, um, what that means is there's a lot in the, especially in the last sector there's a lot of long right handers and um when you have that to- uh, that type of medium speed um long um long corners it means that all of the pretty much all of the load is being put on the outside front tire and there are about 3 or 4 probably 3 in the last sector which are long right handers so the outside left tire is the one that feels the most strain, and because Ferrari struggle with their uh, their tire wear, they really couldn't hang on to the midfield battle, so they slipped back down. Um, but Ferrari have already said that they are looking to amend all of the issues that they found about their car in the French Grand Prix, and they're um, they're going to try and recover ahead of the double header at uh, at the Austrian track. In the Red Bull Ring. Now, my driver of the day for the French Grand Prix is... I would have to go with Daniel Ricciardo. Now, on the back of a disappointing start to the season, given how much of a dominant figure he was for Renault um, last season, 
Uh, he Well, obviously, he finished P5 in the Drivers' Championships last season. So he was really at the top of the midfield drivers, challenging for those podium spots when Mercedes or um, Max Verstappen, or sometimes Alex Albon, uh, had an issue. Um, but he, he qualified in P10, so that's his first um, Q3 appearance in, in quite a while, um, three or four races. Um, and... Uh, and he recovered, um, well, not recovered, he, he gained positions up to P5. He was in P5, but then uh, Lando Norris had more pace, so um, McLaren switched the drivers. Um, but he he only finished nine seconds off uh, Lando, and he had a much slower stop than him, about three seconds or so. So in terms of a long race um, of... 53 laps or so it's not too much of a gap compared to even um i mean charles leclerc their closest rivals were even though he had one more stop than his teammate he was uh, roughly 12 seconds behind him uh, even before the pit stop so uh ricardo with the p6 finish that's eight points for mclaren a great points haul for them 18 points um, and I think it's a good time to announce they are my team on top as well, because with a P5 and P6, they're definitely best of the rest. Um, their they're closest rivals um, for that P3 spot in the Constructors' Championship, Ferrari are in P11 and P16, really struggling with their tyre wear. So they'll be really confident going into uh, the next races in the triple header that they can extend this form and try and better their performances and challenge for podiums because undoubtedly there will be times in this um, Austri- Austrian uh, double uh, double race weekend um, that there are incidents, perhaps even between Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton themselves. So uh, they're going to be really on the brink of um, of achieving those podium spots. Thank you very much for listening uh, and join me for the uh, the second episode of the Triple Header, which will be a combined race review of both the Austrian and the Styrian Grand Prix because they're at the same circuit. So I'll see you then. Thank you very much for listening.